Welcome to Word from the Mountaintop, a weekly inspirational podcast brought to you from the Mountain Luther Parish. Today's Word of the Lord will be shared by Pastor Jason or Pastor Jess Felici. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses for the sake of appearance and say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. (coughs) He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. And then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the gospel of our Lord. Will you pray with me? Holy and generous God, help us to see that all we have is a gift from you. Grant us the wisdom to use our gifts well and the courage to trust in you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A penny for your thoughts. We've said that phrase throughout our lives, right? A penny for your thoughts. We've heard it over the course of our lives. But did you know that that phrase has been around since the 1520s? These days, offering you a penny for anything holds a lot less enticement than it once may have. We find pennies in our culture piled in dishes by the cash register, discarded in parking lots, A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Jason and Emma and I stopped at the Walmart in Elkins on our way home from a visit. And as we were crossing that crosswalk to go into the store in those doors, there was a mother who grabbed the hand of her child and she scolded him as he had tried to bend over in the crosswalk. And she says, we don't stop for pennies. And it got me thinking, when did we stop stopping for pennies, right? When... When did the penny become so useless? I mean, even Canada. In 2012, six years ago, Canada stopped printing its penny entirely. They've gotten rid of their penny. But there's a lot of hullabaloo over a penny's worth of copper coins in today's Gospel reading from Mark. Let's start at the beginning of our gospel lesson today. Let's begin, actually, at the very beginning of this story. Jesus is sitting at the site of the temple. Well, really, he's not in the temple. He's sitting on one of the courts outside of the temple, a portico or a porch of the temple. Just before this, in this chapter, Jesus drives the money changers out of the temple. You know the story where he flips the tables, right? Jesus becomes angry at the exchange of finances in the temple, and he flips the tables. And now 
he's watching is the crowds are bustling around the treasury, and people are lining up to make their proper offerings as prescribed by the law. And Jesus notices the scribes who like to dress in long robes and be greeted with respect at the marketplaces and the places of honor at the banquets. And he notices that these men are getting the point of faith all <coughs> wrong. You see, the scribes, the best way for me to describe the scribes in Jesus' day are like religious lawyers. They were responsible for knowing biblical law forward and backward. They made it their job to enforce the laws of scripture. They stood and they observed as people gave their offerings and these men lived outwardly pious and holy lives. But Jesus accuses them of rotting away on the inside, failing to recognize the ways in which they were falling short of God's laws. So here we are on the court of the temple, we're on the porch outside the temple, watching as people line up to give their offerings. But these offerings aren't like the pretty brass plates with the red padding on the inside that we pass for our offering at church, right? When you lay your check or your, your money down in our plates, it doesn't make much noise these days. But scholars believe that the offerings at the temple were placed in what they called the 13 trumpets. Now, this is not the kind of trumpet that you play. It was, it was a, a vessel that started narrow at the top and then belled out like a trumpet does. And you would place your offering in the neck of this trumpet, and it would clang the whole way down into that vessel. So it was not a quiet or humble act to give your offering in these trumpets. As you would be placing your offering in these trumpets, it would rattle around and make a racket. Imagine the chaos, the noise of standing out on the porch of this marble temple with these clanging coffers, these clanging banks, these trumpets, where your offering would bang the whole way down and land with a thunk, right? And our scripture says that Jesus was watching on as many rich people put in large sums. Can you hear the sound of those coins? The rattle, 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 crang of these coins as they dropped into that coffer? It's not a humble moment. The larger the offering, the more noise would accompany it. And then our gospel lesson says that a poor widow came and she put in two small copper coins that are worth a penny. Blink. Blink. Now here's where things get a little wild. Most everybody has heard this story before. We even give it a nickname when we talk about it with children, right? We call this one the widow's mite, right? The widow's mite. We've spent our lives thinking about the need to be like this widow, to give sacrificially until it hurts even. That when you give to the church, you should feel it. But there's a lot of evidence here in this reading from the Gospel of Mark that says we've been focusing on the wrong parts of this story. Pull out your celebrate insert with me, or turn in your Bibles. We're going to look at Mark chapter 12, verse 40, 
You see, our scripture begins, as Jesus taught, he said, beware of the scribes. And then fast forward on to verse 40. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, they say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Who is they? The scribes, right? The scribes. But Jesus, Jesus goes on in verse 43. Fast forward over to the other column. Verse 43. Then he called his disciples and he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. And we're tempted to stop right there. We're tempted to stop reading and to lift up the widow's offering as the ideal goal for everybody's giving, right? To use this as the reason that when I pass those plates around for the offering during worship today, you will take every dollar out of your wallet and leave it in the offering plate. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He keeps going, and he says, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. Now that's some terrible advice. There is no financial planner in our entire country who will tell you to give everything you have to live on away. Jesus isn't elevating the widow as the ideal giver in a setting where nobody is there to catch her. In a setting where no one is living in community with her to help her. Jesus is shaming everyone who's watching it happen. In Jesus' time, when a husband died, his widow was essentially dead as well. A woman could own no property. She could have no inheritance, no income, no source of security at all, except to rely upon a son or her father, or if she was lucky, the brother of her husband. But this poor widow who gives everything from her poverty doesn't sound like that kind of lucky woman who had that parachute to catch her. The Old Testament, the Torah, the law, is filled to the brim with exhortations from God to care for the orphans and the widows the two most vulnerable members of society. And right here in front of the scribes, you remember the men whose job it is to know the laws of scripture inside and out and to enforce those laws among God's faithful people. These scribes allow a woman to come and empty her life savings into that trumpet. and to go home to nothing, no house, no food, no life. This, this is the very person who should be receiving from the treasury, not pouring out her pockets until they are empty. And Jesus sees this vulnerable widow he sees her in all of her need. 
Jesus isn't lifting up the widow's might as the absolute ideal standard for all of our giving. Jesus is teaching us and his disciples to see the needs of the most vulnerable people in our midst. Pastor David Lowe's wrote this. He said, read this way, Jesus' words about the widow push us to expect more of ourselves, to expect more of our congregations, and to take seriously everything that we have, our gifts and our abilities, our challenges, our wealth, our assets, our time, our opportunities, all of this as though it comes from God. This is the last time in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus is in the temple. After this encounter with the scribes and the poor widow in the temple, Jesus leaves and he predicts his demise. Jesus is frustrated with religion and all of its complicated politics that can get in the way of caring for those who need us most desperately. And in the season of reflecting on our story, it's important to begin asking these questions. Who are the most vulnerable members of the world? Who are the most vulnerable members of the United States of America? How about West Virginia? Pendleton County? Who are the people who have given everything out of their poverty while we clang and bang and get distracted by our own offerings? as though their worth means nothing to us. Jesus knows what it is to pour himself out, to give all that he has. His entire life is given that we might have the freedom to live and to care for others. So what must we do to open our eyes and see the needs of those who are standing in our midst? 